Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year, except maybe this week. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I'm Anthony. Well, it's good to see almost all of you, sans Julia's finger. (laughs) (laughs) Just about a quarter inch. (laughs) It's a tough weight loss regimen, Julia. Tough weight loss (laughs) regimen. Oh, man, it's dangerous to eat healthy, guys. Yeah, legit. So for those of you who don't follow me on Facebook, which is the vast majority of y'all, I cut about a quarter inch off my finger on Sunday when I was chopping collard greens. And then I got to visit the lovely people at one of the Owasso Urgent Cares. Hey, I got to help a medical student learn how to take care of an injured finger. So I consider it a noble loss. Nice. You were taking one for the team. I was. I was. She was super sweet and did a great job. Whatever your name is, the Owasso Urgent Care, you're awesome. Should have gave her our Tis a Podcast business card so she could hear the show. I should have done that. I can go back up there. It's not that far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, speaking of missing body parts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's just jump in. I'm sure we're going to find a lot of ways to avoid talking about tonight's movie. Uh, For those of you who don't know yet, we're talking about the 1997 movie Jack Frost, not to be confused with the 1998 Jack Frost movie starring Michael Keaton. This is yeah, a <laughs> campy horror film. And uh, Anthony, why don't you go ahead and give us a rundown of what this movie's about? You know, I would love to, Tom. This is the first synopsis I get to read in like months. And uh, I, I, I love that. I was chosen for this one. Serial killer Jack Frost had been on the run for years, killing people across 11 states before finally being caught by small-town Sheriff Sam. Swearing revenge on Sam, Jack was convicted and sentenced to death. On his... On his... <laughs> I, I, I'm just letting you know I'm not editing this. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> On his way to his execution in a vehicle clearly marked as an, execu- as, an ex- as an execution transport vehicle, there's an accident that kills Jack with a chemical causing his DNA to bind with snow, bringing him back as a killer snowman. Living up to his promise, Jack returns to Sam's town for a ridiculous murder spree, wroth with cheese and camp. Dun, dun, dun. I was just going to say, I think this is one of my favorite synopsises we've had in quite some time. <laughs> I couldn't find a decent one, and I just had to throw in the truth about this movie early on. It's fitting for the movie. It's perfect. Why in the world does the vehicle say it's an execution transport? <laughs> 
I'm going to run through is these. That, is that your biggest problem with this film? <laughs> uh, with the first two minutes, it is. <laughs> well, that's not true. That creepy story. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh, this movie is directed and written by Michael Cooney, um, who is only directing and writing credits extend to Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2. He also co-wrote it with Jeremy Page. Who I, also... like that, I like that his uh, directing credit doesn't include Jack Frost 3. I, I like that he bailed out before the third one, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a whole, we have a bunch of uh, cast members that you've probably seen and stuff, but have no clue who they are. Scott McDonald plays Jack Frost. He's had a lot of one-time guest appearances on television shows, a few of the various Star Treks, Law and Order, Frasier, NYPD Blue, Chicago Fire, Conan, Babylon 5, CSI, Stargate SG-1, NCIS, Boston Legal, ER Monk, and a lot of other stuff your grandmother probably watches. Um, Christopher Allport plays Sam. He, again, TV appearances on Matlock, X-Files, Seventh Heaven, Felicity, NYPD Blue, Judging Amy, The Practice, Jag, and Chicago Hope. Steven Mendel plays Agent Manners. He was in the X-Files Christmas episode. He played Dark Man, Dark Suited Man number two in Christmas Carol. He was in Ninja Turtles Next Mutation as Splinter. Um, the riveting show, Roseanne and Tom Behind the Scenes. Mm. And he was in a two-part Christmas episode of Saved by the Bell, as well as Beverly Hills 90210 in Dallas. F. Wal- some Christmas cred to his name. This <laughs> X-Files and Saved by the Bell. F. William Parker was Paul Davro. He was on Little House on the Prairie, Starsky and Hutch, The Bob Newhart Show. To give you an idea of when his acting career started, uh, followed up with some Knight Rider, Golden Girls, Who's the Boss, Married with Children, Seinfeld, <laughs> X-Files, West Wing, NYPD Blue, Chips, uh, and was in the movies Terms of Endearment, Revenge of the Nerds, and The Wedding Planner. And the last character worth mentioning is Rob LaBelle as Stone. He was in Watchmen, Hot Tub, Time Machine, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and a movie called Hitch for the Holidays. I, f- I feel like there's another actress worth mentioning, even if her character isn't. Shannon oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. From American Pie, Scary Movie, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, she had a cameo in Love Actually. Yep, very end. Oh, she did. Yep, yep, yep. See, I even trauma blocked her in this. Um, so I feel like we hit this, the high point. This of this was her first episode. acting. This was? Yes. Huh. I couldn't really tell. <laughs> and she went on the following year to be in or two years later to be in American Pie in which she also gets uh, her clothes so I feel like we just hit the high point of what this episode is going to be uh, so now let's <laughs> delve into discussing this movie uh, let's start with histories yeah let's just talk our histories with this movie Anthony go first sure I, um, I thought I had never seen it before until this evening and then about five minutes in i realized no i saw this in my 10th grade chem class <laughs> right before the holiday right before the holidays when you know kids were checked out and the teacher just wanted to put on a movie and she i put this movie on this movie on unedited he, he put this on yep and um i trauma blocked it from my brain apparently <laughs> because i oh my gosh i that is shocking <laughs> I recognized the snowman uh, the minute, but once the movie started playing, it all came back to me. And uh, yeah, I, well, we'll get into overall thoughts in a minute, but yeah, I had seen it before years ago. And then tonight was my second time seeing it. In school at the behest of a teacher. Yeah. Wanted to put on, I think uh, he also showed us Santa versus the Martians. 
but that's more appropriate for children. Right. This is not the most inappropriate thing I've watched in high school classes. For real? But anyway. Yeah, no, our teachers didn't really have any problem showing us stuff. And I think he did try to tie it back very loosely to chemistry by saying, this couldn't, cannot happen with DNA. I don't know that he knows that for, for sure. That's true. That's true. I should go back and challenge him. What about you, Julia? Uh, first time hearing of and watching was for the podcast. I watched it over the weekend. And... um yeah, first time and last time to watch this one. Although I did get excited when I saw the guy from X-Files, the main character who is in X-Files, Tom. First and last, one and done. I did not get excited about anything in this movie. I had seen the, the cover of this one and the sequel at Blockbuster, but I never reached a point of desperation where I thought that I should pick it up. <laughs> and I saw some really bad movies on my unlimited <laughs> pass at Blockbuster. So I was I was very disappointed by this film because, I mean, I think we all had an idea going in that this is going to be a bad movie, but I was expecting to at least have fun with it like I did Santa's Slay. Santa's Slay, you, I mean, if you go back and listen to the episode, I had trouble ranking it because I was like, I know it's not a good movie, but I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed making fun of it, right? And this one, this one just bored me, guys. It wasn't like it didn't have like the Santa's Slay opening scene. Or, you know, the main characters from Santa Slay, the girl from Lost and Once Upon a Time, and uh, I forget her name, was, was, you know, a decent actress. Like, the acting in this is just so broad and campy. And I mm-hmm. get that's what they were going for, but it was just boring to me. Like, yeah, I don't, feel like, I don't feel like calling it campy is fair, because campy can be entertaining. Right. Mm-hmm. See it Santa really Slay. Can. Yeah. And I can't count the number of films. This one just... You didn't connect with any of the characters in any way. The acting was awful. The script, the, you know, one of the things that you really get from B rate or C rate horror films are the epic one liners. Even the one liners in this from Jack were so forced, ill timed, poorly contrived that it didn't work. I kept expecting <laughs> to see Tom Servo and Crow pop up at the bottom of my screen. That would have made it a lot more enjoyable. We could put them in together as one as Tom Crow. <laughs> we could. Oh my gosh. But no, that would have made the movie worse, Tom. It would have. It would have. All right, so let's hop through this movie. Uh, we have an opening scene of a little girl asking an older man for a story. And he tells her the story of a mass murder or a serial killer going from state to state murdering people. Exactly. Putting their body parts in pecan pies. Yeah, that's how he got caught was putting his body the body parts in pecan pies. At that point, you know, you had a we 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 all had fair warning at that point. We should have known to walk away. But um, for you, faithful listeners, we stayed the course. Uh, then we go and we see Jack Frost get caught and get convicted, and horrible acting of him as he screams. You know that he's going to pay back this detect this a uh, uh, small town cop. Mm-hmm. Then we see him in this vehicle that should not have been on the road for whatever reason transporting an execution a death oh my gosh with those two those two terrible officers who you can totally tell that they're not driving in a car 
They're sitting right. next to each other as close as they can behind this little circle of snow area you can see out of the front windshield. And you could just tell they're rocking side to side to try and imitate what a truck looks like when it drives. And can we and talk then, about the bad Jack Nicholson impressions that were going on? From the, the Jack Frost character guy? Yes. Yeah. So, it was 100%. awful. He was the worst part of this movie to me. In snowman form and in non-snowman form. So I do have a question. Snowman design. I thought the snowman was precious. <laughs> I didn't find him scary. No, <laughs> he wasn't scary at he all. He wasn't scary, and he didn't move. So like they would show his arms out straight, like when you were yeah. looking when you when you would see a, a, a first person point of view from the snowman, his arms were just straight out in front of him and never moved. I don't know what yeah. that was about. Um, yeah. I had a question, so I could I went back and watched it, and I didn't really understand. So there's this mysterious liquid that bonds human DNA to something else. As we learn later, it's the, the purpose of it is in case of a nuclear holocaust of some sort, that humanity will, will survive. And so yeah. this, this stuff, over, the pressure gets too high and it explodes all over Jack Frost. And one directional projectile mystery substance, like it doesn't fan out, it goes straight <laughs> onto Jack. <laughs> And we see this horrible scene of him dying. And I don't mean horrible because it's sad that he's dying. I mean, it's his death is just awful to watch from a, an acting perspective. It did nothing emotionally or, or gross me out in any way. It was just the guy is terrible. Um, and then it, he becomes snow. Was this stuff in the other vehicle or was this being transferred with Jack? No, it was in the vehicle it crashed, that crashed into okay. Jack's paddy wagon. That crashed. They, um, they, they tapped. It, you saw it. They like. Barely touched. Barely touched. Yes, that's right. Just Guys, barely I'm, touched. I'm starting to think we just have bad luck with characters called Jack Frost on this podcast because every single one we've covered, we've hated Jack Frost in the Not Santa Claus 3. Rise of the Guardians. Ah, uh, yeah. true. Yeah. True. But three of the four we've hated. Yeah. Jack yeah, Frost in Santa Claus 3, Jack Frost in Frosty's Winter Wonderland. And Jack Frost in what was the other one? There's another one. Also, I need to make a correction. There's been no Jack Frost three. There, it's been they've been wanting to make it for years, but uh, then Chris Alpert died, so it never happened. Oh my gosh! I read on internet on IMDb he died in a skiing accident, in an avalanche. Did you see that? Are you serious? Three avalanche. Yeah, he was a skiing enthusiast. Ski yeah, and there was an avalanche, and it killed him and a few other people. That terrible. Wow. Yeah. It was a freak was avalanche. Huh. Jack Frost was behind it. I wanted to make it, but I was like, I don't know if they'll find that tasteless. <laughs> I don't know if cut that out if you think it's tasteless. <laughs> oh, it is, but uh, I've got to let Julia be the tasteless one for once, because it's usually <laughs> yes. Angie and I that laugh. Yes. Good idea. Whoa, let whoa. The... Just me? I said Anthony or me. Okay, okay. I included I myself. I didn't hear that part. Oh, who else could not stand the main character's son? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. He was like 12 playing a four-year-old. Yeah, yes. Just acting. Yeah. And who would intentionally make a snowman with eyebrows like that? Like, what was on that freaking oven mitt that he kept looking at referencing how to build a snowman? Also, who doesn't know how to build a snowman? It, and has it was a picture. cartoon snowman. Did you guys see what the, the tagline for this movie is? He's chilling, dot, 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 and killing. But Julia, I have to say about the eyebrows, the Campbell Soup Snowman had eyebrows. 
Yeah, but, but not they angry eyebrows. They weren't looking mad. <laughs> like your angry eyes, just in case. Name the movie. <laughs> Toy Story 2. Yay! Well done, well done. I love Toy Story. <laughs> we need a rousing game of movie quotes sometime. Oh, we do. Oh, that would be fun. Um, also, I thought it was funny towards the end of the movie. Um, actually, the thing where you figure out what can kill and hurt Jack Frost. I love that this kid's, this guy's son was like literally trying to poison him to death <laughs> by putting antifreeze in the oats. I mean, what a freaking idiot, for one. And the way his dad just laughs it off, like, oh, son, so sweet. So was like, he just tried to kill you almost. I've got to ask, what did you guys think of the deaths in this movie? So first death was the, sl- was the old man in the rocker, right? Mm-hmm. That one I Frozen. thought was a little comical. Yeah, the way they were joking around him. Yeah. Um, right, because it's a small... So, um, yeah, no. Didn't do it. I'll before. tell you right now, I put this movie on exactly the same level as Santa Slay. Like, I enjoyed both of them the same. This did hit a few points for me where I could have sat back and chuckled with some other people at how terribly awful the movie was. But I've always been an MST3K fan, so maybe that has something to do with it. See, um, that's why I liked Santa Slay, because I viewed that in the MS3K type of way, but this one I found, like, I couldn't even, like, it was just boring bad, where Santa Slay was like, okay, this is funny bad. Yeah. In my well, opinion. Like, this one, like... Even the deaths, like the sleigh running, cutting off that kid's head. Yeah, and, and came out of when, when he's in the bathtub with Shannon Elizabeth and just oh, freezes gosh. around her. That one was too much. Um, the angel on top of the tree, who else called that one? Oh, you who knew that was what was going to happen. I oh, think yeah. you actually should have put her on top of the tree, though, instead of just like... And, okay, so all of these deaths... These people, okay, so let's go back to the first, the, the first attempted death that he did when they, uh, when they had the car accident. Jack yep. comes back as a, or no, it's before he is. Jack is holding the, the handcuffs and getting ready to come after the corrections officer. And the correction officer just stands there. Yeah. Then when Jack comes back as a snowman, he pulls out a gun. Like, Why didn't you pull the gun out earlier? Right, why were you going to stand there? And then so each person who who Jack kills, stands there. The woman, like as he's wrapping these cords around his, her neck, is just standing there. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, look at me, I'm dead. And this goes <laughs> back to what you were saying earlier, Tom, about how none of these characters are likable. No. Yeah. Or relatable or intelligent. And that's what I'll give Santa Slay a slight edge. It's not that they were like, like, but like the butcher who got killed with the menorah, the deli guy. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. was, he was likable. They had personality in Santa they Slay. Did. They were like they so bland in this one. Santa yeah. did too. Like you may not have liked who he was, but there was more to it. Like this guy's just, there's no story whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And at least that one had the corny B and C movie one-liner. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, it worked 100%. What was your least favorite death? Okay, I'll jump in. Mine was the overt rape scene. In the shower? Yeah. With yeah. her. Snowman that sexual That was my assault. least favorite scene. Me too. All the way around. It was just disgusting. My least favorite death was probably the guy that puked up the snow because ugh, I did not care <laughs> for that. Plus, it was the fakest puking I've seen in a movie in quite some time. 
I mean, it was like Saturday Night Live where you could almost see the tube back behind his mouth (laughs) with the stuff coming out, which also I figure is intentional as well, right? Did that give you a remedy? I feel like the the guys that made it took a step back and they're like, how bad can we make this? That death scene, I felt like they were trying to pull like an Edgar suit. Edgar suit. (laughs) Yep. Men in black, yeah. Salt in water. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, it just... The walking was so unbelievably yeah. fake. I've seen that guy in some other things, but I can't put my finger on it. And he was not on our list of main cast members either, was he? He was definitely not. Okay. I have no, his face was familiar. Who else had to pee about 20 times in this movie? Whenever the water started running through the door cracks and nobody seemed to realize, oh, all he's going to do is melt again, come under the door crack and rematerialize as a snowman. That was the stupidest storyline. Yeah. I had to pee about 20 times in this movie purely because I kept getting bored and just something else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that part of the storyline where he could just melt and come through things and suddenly construction paper off the wall stopped him. (laughs) Yeah. Like where, mm -mm. Mm -mm. and the hair dryers were just. Oh my gosh! Really? But I felt like that was some good, some good homage to to, to like seventies, eighties camp horror films. Yeah. <laughs> so the stupidest death in my mind though was a kid who got with the sleigh. The first one. The bully who gets it right yeah. away. The, the bully whose head comes off. I can buy the sleigh being sharp enough to you know kill him, but his head went flying through the air as if he got hit by a car going like sixty miles per hour, and then the main kid. Stands there saying the bully's name as if he's still alive or something, even though he just saw his head go flying through the air. It was so dumb. This completely, movie was so dumb. At the end of the day, I mean, the kid was completely unaffected by the fact that he just watched the, the sheriff's kid was unaffected that he just watched this bully kid die. Oh, entirely unaffected. Entirely. He was upset that people thought that he did it, not that the kid died. Yeah, now that you watched the human decapitation. And that kid goes on to become Michael Myers. Guys, speaking of that, I'm going to get off topic here. I'm starting to think my daughter is a sociopath. Oh, yeah? Most four or five, three-year-olds are. Unfortunately. She always takes the toilet paper off the roll and puts it on backwards. Oh, yeah, she's (gasps) definitely a sociopath. And she is a big fan of today. She stole Christine. Christine had a... Uh, tortilla and ellie stole it took two bites out of it and left it then went and stole her other tortilla took a bite out and left it (laughs) i think i I might be raising jack frost (laughs) well it's nice knowing you tom all right that's all the that's all the comedy i can bring out from this we do have listeners who liked it Uh, we We liked it in the same way that you know i feel like yeah, yes. would expect yeah. to like it. I think if yeah. I had seen this at a different point in my life, I might have different feelings about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like if we were in high school chemistry class and our teacher just... <laughs> I didn't like it then. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't think anybody liked it then, actually. Thinking back. Yeah, I don't um, know. I can always find a place for camp in my life. I usually I do have to be in a certain mindset, though. And again, this is not the best camp I've seen by a long shot. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share some of the epic one-liners we had in this. <laughs> you guys are cool with it. Some of them that yeah. caught my attention. Somebody commented, the sheriff, the, the kid who, the bully who died, his dad wanted the sheriff's kid punished. And he's like, obviously they weren't fighting. You know, he's two, he's two feet short. Billy's two feet shorter than 
this kid's name and somebody piped up and said not anymore he's not like (laughs) (laughs) then the the husband whose wife becomes the star on the tree they're getting to an argument and she starts getting what he considers philosophical i guess he's like if i want philosophy i'll turn on oprah when do you guys have anyone you want to share yeah okay we'll start going around robin then when Tommy says, who's there? And Jack Frost comes into the house and he's like, well, it ain't effing Frosty. It really was. Painful. It really was. Uh, I liked when Jack's head was flying through the air and he goes, I could see your house from up here. Oh. <laughs> uh, when they're talking about Jack and they're waiting on him and, and Agent Manor's like, well, Jack's never one to miss a party. I liked when Agent Manners is like, it's at times like this when I think we've all, all we can do is turn our eyes to the heavens and say that he realizes Jack Frost is up there. He's like, oh, beep. Uh, <laughs> still the whole thing, like the dad, the, Julie already mentioned it, but I have it down here. I want to mention it again. The kid put antifreeze in his dad's oatmeal. And everybody's okay <laughs> with this. Oh, the other one, after that guy, after that, that scene where Julia loved, where the guy gets spit out of Jack's mouth, mm. Jack says, don't eat yellow snow. Oh my gosh. Uh, like guys, this movie's bad. And I think, I don't think, I mean, I could keep reading these stupid lines that were supposed to be funny or clever or witty, but failed miserably if you guys want me to, but. I'd say we send this to the garbage heap. <laughs> that's where it belongs. <laughs> Does it pass the Linus test? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> You didn't think so? You thought so? No, there's nothing that's even <laughs> resembles the Linus test in this film. Is this a Christmas movie? Nope. No. No, it's no. not. Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Nope. Let's rank this <laughs> one. Bring this in with All American Christmas Carol and Just Friends at point one. I'm coming in at a point six five. I'm going to preface this and say I like this less than All American Christmas Carol and a Star Wars Christmas, and all I want for Christmas is you. But we talked about going too far into the decimal points after a certain point, Yep. which, which I did with those. So it's going to rank higher just by virtue of that. Um, so I'm going to go with what I gave Chest Friends, which was a point zero one. That brings us in at 0.25. 0.25. Oh, man. 0.25? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So it comes in number 49 between Just Friends and All-American Christmas Carol. So we knew this was going to be a short one, so we have a question of the week that we're going to intro right now. A Facebook listener, Martin, asked, what one thing would we like to put in a Christmas time capsule and have opened a hundred years later, which I thought was a really good question. Hmm. I would like to put a copy of Jack Frost in a time capsule. <laughs> no. And bury it in the snow with jars and jars <laughs> and jars of antifreeze. <laughs> Maybe global warming will uh, help people find it quicker. <laughs> I know I'd put in. What would you put what in? What would you put in? Well, I mean, it's, you can say we're what, recordings of this show. Because when you look about it, I think one of the coolest things about this show is it's a little mini time capsule this period in our lives. So whether the show goes on two years or five years or ten years, however long it goes on, 
we can listen back in like 20 years and you'll be talking about like when Jude and Ellie were babies and I'll be talking about this point in my life with Sarah and still just be cool to reflect back on that. So I think, yeah. Anthony, going all sentimental. I like it. You big softy. (laughs) If we were in person, I'd give you a hug right now. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Okay, I've got one. What do you have? And it directly is a result of this past Christmas. Um, So we did we did a family centric advent calendar this last Christmas. I talked about it over the Christmas season. We did a different event every night. Mm-hmm. I would load up an advent calendar and with activities that like similar to what we did for the family. And I would stick it in there so that in a hundred years, somebody opens it up. They would be inspired to also make the Christmas season as a whole about bringing their own family together to do things together. I like really cool. It's really cool. You should blog your thing next year, Julia, like what you guys are doing. I've tried blogging. I'm terrible at it. Or just make a calendar to share with our listeners so they can follow along and have the same family experiences as Julia. That I could do. That'd be kind of fun. That would be. Shared experience. It's a shared experience. I think if I were to pick one thing to leave in a time capsule... See, it's 100 years, so it's not really that, like, it sounds like a long time. When we look at the scope of human history, it's not. So, like, things that are fundamentally important to, like, our society today are probably going to have some impact and bearing to some degree or another in 100 years. Because my first thing is putting in something religious, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that identifies what Christmas really is about or should be about. But that's probably not going to be far removed from people's shared experience in 100 years. I think I would like to just take a bunch of my photos that I have like on Instagram and some that we have on our phones. And I would like to put the print those out and put them in a capsule so that people can see just what normal, a random, normal, everyday, all American family did at Christmas. Just capture the essence of what the holiday is here in America. That's awesome. I'd like to open all of these time capsules how cool like would it be to find it, it'd be fun how cool would it be to find like i was just thinking how cool would it be to see like random pictures from that somebody saved from christmas 1909 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty rad that would be cool and to, uh, yeah and to see like to hear the voices from that time period i mean it would be as clear as they are now but to hear voices from 100 years ago or to like get an insight into what our family did for a normal mm-hmm. Christmas 100 years. Oh, these are so-, mm-hmm. so now tell us what you think, guys. We'll read them next week. Um, even though we've already answered our questions, I'd love to share what you all have to say. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. I can't either. It's one of my favorite things is to hear feedback from listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best way to do that is on all of our social medias. Again, Facebook, Instagram at Tis the Podcast, Twitter at Tis the Pod. You can find us on our <laughs> subreddit, R Tis the Podcast. And um, of course, our website is thepodcast.com. We're doing a little better about uploading show notes. Not, we could still have some improvement on <laughs> iTunes and Facebook. You can leave reviews so other Christmas enthusiasts can find us, and we can grow our community together. And if you want more Tis the Podcast content for as little as a dollar per month, um, you can get full-length bonus episodes on our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com/tis the podcast. Um, we have lots of exciting stuff there. 
um, some non-Christmas themed episodes, more Christmas themed episodes, Christmas commercials, um, Tis a Podcast stickers, uh, Christmas cards, a whole bunch of stuff depending on what you feel like donating. <laughs> um, but for those who subscribe at least a dollar per month, we do plan on doing at least one bonus episode per month throughout 2019 minus January. January kind of got away from us, but we're going to double up in February. So, yeah. And just so you guys know where your money is going, not only are we able to buy things like the Christmas card and the stickers, but you have helped us simplify our lives greatly by, um, not, by enabling us to pay for software that we can all talk on and get all of the audio that we need to make each episode easier. And for that, we're extremely grateful. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys. And there is a light on the horizon. We have two good weeks of movies coming up, or at least I think they're good movies. So next week, we will be watching and discussing 2006's The Holiday. That's the one with Cameron Diaz and Jack Black and Kate Winslet and Jude Law. So check that one out. I'm not sure where it's streaming, but it, I feel like that one usually is streaming at one of the big streaming services. Um, and then the week after that, we'll be, we will be watching 1995's While You Were Sleeping. Looks like we kind of have a romantic. Love theme. Yeah, love theme going on for February. I'm excited. I am also not excited. <laughs> why, excited why are you not excited? But not. <laughs> <laughs> I got the big number this week. <laughs> okay, let's get the dirty out of the way. 7,776 hours until Christmas. Only 324 days. Only 46 weeks. That's not terrible. Not bad. We're going to be out of 300s before you know it. We really will. And all of that's better than the movie we just watched. <laughs> I would take 10 more Januarys to avoid that movie. Ooh. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> I think it's just big words there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, do your homework for next week. Get in a better frame of mind with some good old fashioned Jude Law. <laughs> Always works for me. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know Where those treetops listen And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow The snow Then I, I, I am dreaming Of a white Christmas Christmas card I write May your days, may your days, may your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white